Welcome to the October 20th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we will be going over Proverb 20, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you open their ears to hear and their heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to each one how much you truly love them. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 20, beginning in verse 1. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. The wrath of a king is like the roaring of a lion. Whoever provokes him to anger sins against his own life. It is honorable for a man to stop striving, since any fool can start a quarrel. The lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. A king who sits on the throne of judgment scatters all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have made my heart clean, I am pure from my sin? Diverse weights and diverse measures, they are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Even a child is known by his deeds, whether what he does is pure and right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Do not love sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you will be satisfied with bread. It is good for nothing, cries the buyer, but when he has gone his way, then he boasts. There is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Take the garment of one who is surety for a stranger and hold it as a pledge when it is for a seductress. Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, but afterward his mouth will be filled with gravel. Plans are established by counsel. By wise counsel wage war. He who goes about as a tale-bearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. An inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. Do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord, and he will save you. 
Divers' weights are an abomination to the Lord, and dishonest scales are not good. A man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? It is a snare for a man to devote rashly something as holy, and afterward to consider his vows. A wise king sits out the wicked and brings the threshing wheel over them. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Mercy and truth preserve the king, and by loving kindness he upholds his throne. The glory of young men is their strength and the splendor of old men is their gray hair. Blows that hurt cleanse away evil, as do stripes the inner depths of the heart. Friends, I'm going to take a closer look at verse 9 of Proverbs 20. Verse 9 says, Who can say, I have made my heart clean, I am pure, from my sin. This is a rhetorical question because every one of us is a sinner. And Paul makes that very clear in his letter to the Romans in chapter 3. Let's take a closer look at that. Chapter 3 of Romans, beginning in verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin." But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. Friends, I'm going to break this down a little bit. And we are born into 
a fallen world. And ever since Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden at the very beginning in the book of Genesis. When you are born, when anyone on earth is born, we are automatically born with a sin nature. That is our very nature. We are not inherently good. When you are born, you basically have an aptitude for sin. And that is just the way it is because of what Adam did. So number one, what we can learn from this passage that Paul wrote so firmly in Romans is that we are all sinners. That is our very nature And a lot of times we try not to think about that. Many people have chosen not to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And they try to go about life every day as though God does not exist. They make every attempt to do good deeds, to live the right way. In their minds, they are, quote, good people. They try to do good in all they do. And friends, I'm here to tell you that no matter how hard you try, you're not going to measure up. Let's look at a scripture that goes in the detail about this. In 1 John chapter 1, in verse 8 and 9, this is what it says. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Friends, because of what Jesus did on the cross, and Jesus came to earth, and basically his main task was to die on a cross. Now, he served three and a half years of ministry, and he went around doing good. He healed thousands and maybe even millions of people during his three and a half years on earth. He set an example of how we can live our lives. He was tempted in every way, just as we are, and yet he never gave in to the temptation of sin. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, we go to my second point today, and the second point is we must be born again. Now, if you are not a Christian, many people have heard this term. Let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 3, beginning in verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? 
Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Friends, we have three parts that we are made of. We have, we are a spirit. That is who we are. And we have a soul, and our soul entails our mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a body. But we are primarily a spirit. And once we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the very Spirit that is in Jesus comes and dwells inside of us, and our Spirit becomes exactly as the same Spirit that lives in Jesus. That is what John is telling us when he says we must be born again. And once we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are reconciled to God, and our very nature is no longer to be a sinful person. And the third one I want to go over is we have been made the righteousness of God. And this is such a glorious thing, and some people don't understand exactly how that happens. I'm glad you asked. We're going to find out in Galatians chapter 3 exactly what happens once you do receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. In Galatians 3 chapter 13, it explains it to us. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Friends, because we were sinners, we deserve to die. Jesus by dying on a cross, took our place. He became a curse for us. We should have been cursed. We should have been hanging on a cross. But Jesus took our place when he did this. And I'm going to offer up one more scripture in the book of 2 Corinthians. If we go to chapter 5, beginning in verse 17, 
This is a wonderful explanation. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin, and that's Jesus, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Friends, I'm just going to be real plain here. We cannot go to heaven based on our good works. Going to heaven has nothing to do with doing good things, with doing good deeds to people, being friendly, being kind, no matter what we do, we cannot earn our way to heaven. The only way you can go to heaven is if you receive the free gift of salvation that Jesus offers us. And he offered that to us by dying on a cross. And when he did that, all of the sins of all of mankind for all time, he took all of that sin upon himself so that we might be able to have life and have it more abundantly. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, I hope I make a good case for anyone who has never made that decision today. If you have never taken that step and are ready to enter in to the family of God, please repeat this simple prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you set a good example of how we're to live on earth. Thank you that even though you chose never to sin, you were willing to die on a cross so that anyone listening to this podcast today would be forgiven of all of their sins and made right with God. Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I ask you to lead me and guide me from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If there is anyone out there who repeated that prayer, please 
send me a quick email at billkelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807 at protonmail.com. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.